0: this is it greetings mutant brothers and sisters oh wait you can't steal
1: my catchphrase (laughs) for your show wrong show
0: okay uh this is kaiju transmissions uh this is bird i'm matt and if you heard that third voice that is trev from the now famous days of future podcast x-men podcast uh, and also my co-host. I, you know, I feel like a lot of people might not know, but we do. Have, I do host another podcast called "If It Bleeds, We Can Kill It," which is more of just like a general nerd movie podcast. And that's my co-host. His name's Trev.
1: Hello, I've been on here before too.
0: Yes, uh, we talked about House with us and, and, yeah, and, and, Shin, and Godzilla. Shin Godzilla. Which Trev, you are ecstatic that it won seven. Japanese Academy Prize uh, Awards. Well, I mean,
1: there's two reasons. Like, I, I'm not ecstatic, but I take comfort in the fact that I don't care about awards in general, even American Academy Awards, <laughs> and also knowing that those Academy Awards you're talking about are even more meaningless than the American ones. <laughs> but, like, I don't care. That Maybe
2: they?
0: Do you think like for each of those seven, they did like uh, they made like a Warren Beatty
1: mistake and
0: like
2: <laughs> meant, to,
0: meant
1: to give the award to someone else. No, I think the sad thing is, I think they were dead on on all those. I'm sure that was the intended winner, and that's the, that's the that's the, the tragedy. Um, but, um, but yeah, thanks for having me back on. I know yeah. uh, I might maybe I'm not the most popular guy with some of your listeners. I don't know. I
0: don't but know. Yeah. You know what? You'll be fine.
1: Yeah, we'll we'll protect you. Um, now, uh, I'm on just like the regular Joe, right? I, re- I represent yeah. the more casual kaiju fan. Trev represents Joe the plumber.
0: Remember Joe I the I Plumber.
1: Represent Joe the Plumber.
0: Is he still? Is he still out I there? Mean, I'm sure is he's that... still plumbing or something. <laughs> you know? um, yeah, Trev is very uh, casually into the, the the kaiju stuff, and um, this this is a topic that's not as close to his heart as uh, maybe some of us. But uh, we might want to mention we are live in studio in the If It Bleeds recording studio, which is my apartment. Um, And Matt is here from Ohio to enjoy the weekend with us. Uh, And um, we did a couple of these back in January that haven't been released yet when I was out there. So uh, so Trev, being a a friend of both of us, we said, you know, why not? He saw Skull Island with us. Why not invite him on to bring a more casual perspective? And he's also here to record an episode that... Will be much more his thing, which mm-hmm. you'll find out what that is sometime in the future. Um, but yes, we have been doing a uh, a big build up to Kong Skull Island. We have done uh, a, a Kong themed themed episode has been released every week. So go back and listen to those if you like, and uh, our Kong thirty three and and uh, RKO kong episode was like one of the first ones we did so those are all available to you and you can follow us on twitter at kt underscore podcast Podcast. yes you can follow us on facebook and you can email us at kaiju transmissions at gmail.com also if you rate and review us on itunes good fortune will come your way what about uh tumblr Man, we ain't on no Tumblr. Snapchat? Man, Snapchat. You guys on yeah. Tinder? Sin, sin we're, we're yeah, on. yeah, we're we are on <laughs> Tinder. If you wanna if you wanna find us on Tinder, oh, look up KT uh, underscore like Wiener or something. <laughs> <laughs> You'll find us on Tinder. <laughs> that
2: but don't
1: go on Google and look up Kaiju Wiener because you will find stuff. Yes. Like... Those exist. Yeah. That is correct. Yeah. yeah. Please don't do that. Yeah, no. Not for the sake of your sanity. We get one of those guys on. Uh, oh.
0: <laughs> um, so, Skull Island opens. You sure you guys don't
1: want to pause this and go see it one more time before we talk about yes.
0: it? I saw it twice. Matt and I saw it again today. It's been out for 24 hours. Yes. Okay.
3: Trev seems disappointed that we've seen it twice.
0: I saw Force Awakens twice in the same day. I didn't do that. I saw it once. And that was only a matter of convenience, because I'd gone, and then I got a text from my brother that was like, oh, I have an extra ticket for like the showing... It's like we now. we bought two tickets within 24 <laughs> hours
3: yeah to go see this movie okay
0: um but that's that's uh that's what's on everyone's mind right now um so uh Skull Island is the second entry in Legendary's Monsterverse which uh will eventually lead into uh Godzilla versus Kong in 2020.
1: But really the first entry made with like an inkling of it being a monster verse, right? right? Yeah, I yeah. mean,
0: yeah. 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 Um and So I uh, think this
1: movie is probably more representative of what they're going for. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um I think especially like uh in in tone. Yeah. Which, well, we yeah, we'll we'll, see. We'll, yeah. we'll talk about that. But um Directed by, uh, well, I guess at least for me and Trev, hometown hero from Detroit, Jordan Va- Vogt-Vogt-Roberts. I don't know how to say the middle part. I'm just gonna call him
3: Roberts. Don't look at me like
1: I know how to say anybody. <laughs> I, I would imagine it's Vogt-Vogt. I, I would imagine the G Jordan
3: is I just Roberts. call him the Beard.
0: Uh, who uh, a few years ago He's got was, a good one. Yeah, <laughs> he doesn't. Who uh, for, I guess a few years ago was kind of an indie darling for a movie called Kings of Summer.
1: Did you ever see that? I didn't. No, I want to. Though. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I remember I remember it being relatively well liked. Mm-hmm. Um and uh he is I guess I guess that's kind of a thing now is getting, that's what you do. snatching you, up these these
1: younglings. These you find guys. a guy who directed a movie with, you know, three people walking down the street and you say, Hey, here's a yeah. hundred million dollar <laughs> special effects extravaganza. <laughs> that is
3: legendary's like
1: go to move. That's right a lot now. of that's I, what everyone's I, doing now, man. Yeah. Who set that precedent? Do you think it was Nolan? It might maybe. I mean, I definitely think the success of the Batman films uh, allowed Hollywood to like look at that as a, a model. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so, I guess say so anyway, what nobody was coming to Jim Jarmusch and uh, Richard Linklater giving <laughs> <to get> them <laughs> yeah. Star Wars films and Godzilla films.
0: Although I, I would, I would watch that. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, so I, I guess uh, I re- when this was announced. It was just, you know, Legendary is doing a King Kong movie. And it was back when they were at Universal and Universal. Well, I get, I've told
1: the story on our other podcast. Right. I was at the Legendary panel when this was at first announced. And it was like such a letdown because yeah. they, everyone was expecting a big announcement of like. They uh, saved
2: it for last. They right? saved it for
1: last. And everyone, I, I like people had all these different ideas of what it was going to be. And then it was just this like teaser that said Kong Skull Island and you could you could feel like the air like of confusion. let out of the room. It was just kinda of like, oh yeah. all right.
0: Well and and what, what that you, was after they they did like a little Godzilla two thing. Yeah. That's where they announced that they had the rights to Rodan, Mothra,
1: and Ghidorah, right. and that was like the big thing. That was and the then, big thing and I didn't then it was like weird that they ended with the Skull yeah. Island thing, That's which kind of bizarre. Yeah.
0: yeah. And I mean there was speculation that they might head in a King Kong versus Godzilla direction mm-hmm. but At that point, uh, they were still trying to develop it with Universal, who really didn't want to develop it having anything to do with Warner Brothers, who, you know, put out Godzilla. And so, you know, and they weren't really interested in doing another King Kong movie. And so they're like, no, we're not doing this. And then Thomas Tull, being a true G, (laughs) was like, you know what? Fine. I'll just get the rights from Universal to to the character and bring it over to, to Warner Brothers and develop the Monsterverse. And that's when it was announced that this would all culminate in Godzilla versus Kong in twenty twenty. And Nerds Everywhere celebrated. Mm-hmm. Woohoo I guess. Well, I know and I know Toho forever had been trying to get Kong back into into their their movies, but they could they're cheap, you know, they didn't have the money to pay Universal, but, you know, get these Hollywood guys How involved. How cheap? Are they just, they can't afford it. Well, yeah, because they're cheap. They have like 2 No, they're, out, they're well, they're on a budget. <laughs> it's not the same as being cheap.
1: Now, is this a rights thing where in this MonsterVerse, he'll never be called King Kong? I don't think so. I think they, because
0: it's on the merchandising, like uh, the pop vinyl that's up there on my air conditioner is for Skull Island, but it says King Kong. Okay, okay so, I just didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, it's the same, like, Universal had gotten the rights in the 80s, and, you know, that's, and then that's when Dino De La Rentes had to pay them to make King Kong live, so it's, it's a similar, similar situation. Um, uh, now, I'm sure it's much to the chagrin of of some Kong fans, but we don't need to get into that whole... Yeah, you really covered that, like, yeah. ad nauseum with our... Yeah, parents. that whole Marvel vs. DC thing they got going <laughs> on here. Um... But anyway, uh, I guess, kind of uh, to wrap up my Brett Easton Ellis-esque lengthy intro, um, the original script written by Max Borenstein, uh, a favorite around, around here, <laughs> uh, alleged, apparently went uh, was um, set in 1917 and was kind of like an origin story for King Kong. And, do we know um, what the origin
3: actually was? Like, do you know? No. Nah, who
0: cares? I mean, I, was just... I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe the script will leak one day and we can find out. But I guess uh, the, the story was that, um, you know, when they were bringing in directors to try and get someone to make it, B- Vought? 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 This Vought Roberts fellow. The beard. Fellow, say the yeah.
2: beard
0: <laughs> uh, he, he, he came in and said, you know, this is decent, but, you know, he said, I don't really see why this st- origin needs to exist and they kind of said like well what would you do and and then he was like well i'll get back to you and then that's when he started thinking about vietnam imagery of like napalm and choppers and kind of thinking of like kong and like that like landscape and then i guess that was kind of his pitch and they, he didn't think they'd go for it and they did and then uh i think it was dan gilroy who would written um nightcrawler and uh, Derek Connolly, who I think was one of the writers on Jurassic World, um,
1: they talk about a talk about a disparity in like, <laughs> right. Nightcrawler versus Jurassic World. Yeah. <laughs> you guys, see... you guys might, might want to default to the Dan Gilroy script. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Nightcrawler really is excellent. Yeah, and, uh, the late Bill Paxton, rest yeah. in peace. Um, but anyway, and then I mean that's where Skull Island came and. Uh, um, the only other thing, like in pre-production, I guess, was the casting was J.K. Simmons was replaced by Sam Jackson and then uh Michael it, Keaton. Michael Keaton was replaced John by John C. C. Riley. Yeah. There were scheduling issues. Um So, I, I mean I guess I'll just give a couple sentence plot breakdown. At least I'll, I'll try my best. I'm not the best at this, but we yeah, haven't this. Is spoilery? No, this is oh, the, yes. Uh, I spoilery. mean, spoilery. I'll say right now, if you if you haven't seen the movie and you don't want anything spoiled, just turn this off. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I feel like you, if you're going to listen to a podcast about a movie, you should have seen it. You know, just just watch it before you listen, because uh, we're we're going to go all over the place. But we have uh, Monarch, which you may remember, is the organization that Ken Watanabe and Sally Hawkins worked for in Godzilla twenty fourteen. This is back in the seventies, and this is uh, we have um, uh, John Goodman playing uh, Mr. Randa, who is like I guess kind of running the show there. Um, and uh, this is uh, the seventies, so this is around the time that satellite mapping. Was like a big technological thing, and they find uh, uh, some some uh, satellite mapping that reveals Skull Island, which is a little island that's never been explored. And of course, Monarch always trying to find uh, find out about these monsters. They uh, want a an expedition, and that is when uh, they hire Tom Hiddleston as a tracker, Brie Larson as a photographer. Um, Corey Hawkins, who played Dr. Dre in Straight of Compton. He is a geologist. Uh, Asian lady uh, who's like a big star in China is a biologist who doesn't really do much. And then they need a uh, military escort. So that's when they get Samuel L. Jackson, who is a defeated and shamed uh, Vietnam War uh, colonel um, to lead his team that includes uh, Toby Kebbell.
1: Um, who else is in his team? Shea Wiggum. Shea Wiggum, the
0: great Shea Wiggum.
1: Uh, uh, Eugene Cordero, a comedian that I like. Yeah, I see,
0: like, the guy that's, like, he's got, like, a Pacific Islander kind yeah. of
1: look to mm-hmm. him. Yeah.
0: Yep. Um, uh, Jason Mitchell, is it Jason Mitchell? Yeah, who played Eazy-E. We have an Eazy-E Dr. Dre reunion. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, they go to Skull Island, and that's where... Uh, they Im- immediately find Kong, who kills a whole bunch of them, and, and at that point, Sam Jackson, you know, he's like, you know, we already lost Vietnam, I ain't losing this. So then he, he's on, like, a mission <laughs> to kill Kong, and they run into a variety of odd creatures along the way. No dinosaurs, which I I like, we'll get into that, but, I mean, enough, enough plot for me, um, uh though that skull island and um who who wants to should we go with let's go with trev we we, here, yeah we'll, we'll go with we, the more i've heard
3: the, trev's thoughts yet we, we talked at like dinner yesterday yeah we, we, we did of, yeah I, I kind of
1: didn't want to i mean i wanted you guys to hear my thoughts for the first time here yeah. but um so i mean I, I like you said i think the main reason i'm here is so we can record later also but <laughs> yes that said i think it probably is nice to have me on here because i do i feel like i represent more of a down to earth. Uh, not not having my head in the kaiju clouds kind of perspective Well, yeah and that's well and i think that's valid i think it's important because to be fair i get it you know when you're a really hardcore fan of something you have a different take on something and like for me like i'm a huge horror fan and mm -hmm. when you're like a huge horror fan you have this mindset of like what's a really good horror film what are like the real like classics then you kind of forget that there's a lot of casual horror fans who are like well we like annabelle and we like paranormal activity (laughs) three and you're like what you know (laughs) yeah so, I want to be the perspective of you guys where you might wonder, like, hey, what does a more casual kaiju fan think of this, right?
0: Well, so, so I, I think, I guess, if anyone isn't familiar with, like, our other show, if it bleeds, we can kill it, like, Trev's a big, big Marvel Comics guy, and, mm-hmm. like, for me as a kid, Marvel Comics was pretty much reserved for Spider-Man, a little bit of X-Men, so, you know, I see a Captain America movie, and I'm like, yeah, that's pretty good, but then... That's good. Yeah. A, yeah. Then Trev a Captain America movie and, you know, he's he's a little more elevated. Yeah. You know. Um, so, um, I mean, that's that's probably what you can expect.
1: Yeah. So, like, I'm not going to rush out and see this movie twice in 24 hours. I'll, I'll give you the perspective of someone who saw it once in 24 <laughs> hours. Um, for, so one thing I noticed is I think it's very funny and and fitting that in your plot description, you didn't really even mention the the tracker and the photographer character. And I think that's because you might have already forgot they were in this movie because that's and we'll, we'll talk about that, I'm sure. Um, overall, what I'll say about this movie is. Before these guys go I absolutely gaga go over it, um, it's OK. It's an it's a it's a perfectly serviceable summerish. It's not. I mean, it's weird. These are like summer movies now. Summer movies come out all like spring all year and summer, right? <laughs> yeah, but this is like a perfectly serviceable summer movie that I think and this is not I don't mean this in an insulting way. But I think will be generally forgettable to all but the biggest like kaiju mm-hmm. apologists. But I think kaiju fans will like will really like it, and yeah. we're already seeing that. And I think the rest of us will watch it and enjoy it in the moment. And then after it's done, I felt already felt it kind of like fading from mm-hmm. memory, you know. And that's not necessarily like it's, I would rather see that than like a boring film or whatever. In the moment, it's a fun film. It has fun sequences. There are definitely things I didn't like, and we'll talk about those. But there are also things I thought were done well. And I I just say it's a it's a good adventure movie. Yeah, that, so I'll save like more the majority of my yeah, thoughts for like a more in depth discussion. But I'm, totally I'm coming fair, in like a pretty like that's you a know, totally fair assessment.
0: Yeah. Um. Uh, Matthew.
3: So the first time I watched it, I have this weird thing where I have a hard time uh, seeing a movie that I I love the character, and I do love King Kong. And uh, making like a proper evaluation of how I felt about it, so seeing it the second time I loved it. and not not that it's perfect, not that it doesn't have flaws or some things I didn't like about it. but it's just a it, it is a very fun movie, and uh, I thought it does service to King Kong. I thought it, it did some things really, 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 really well. I thought there's a couple things that that annoyed me, but they're probably minor in the scheme of things. Um, I don't know, like it's, it's a movie that I'll buy when it comes
0: out and yeah I mean, I, don't uh, that. I mean I'm I'm kind of I I hear the 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 criticisms of you know you have your human characters who in this movie pretty much just exist to get to one from one set piece to another um which is really kind of a common critique of the whole genre uh, it's not often I mean if you're not watching like an Ishiro Honda movie you know or What's or my like, like
1: oh I don't want to cut you off but I mean we we were trying if people are trying to gauge where I'm coming from and it's something you and I have talked about right where I'm a really big character guy, mm-hmm. and that's the thing that's always kind of kept me at, like, a, a certain distance from yeah. Kaiju films is, like, I wish the, it's, the it's, human character yeah, was stronger. And I,
0: I think part of it is it's, it's so hard when you have human characters and then you have a threat that's so big mm-hmm. that they can't do anything to them, you know? Um, but, uh, uh, I mean, I, I, I really had fun with it. It's, it's really what I thought it needed to be. Uh, my criticisms we'll get into later, um, but for the people that thought, like, oh, the Godzilla 2014 didn't have enough monster stuff, I, I think that Legendary really took that to heart, for better or worse. Um, uh, and uh, I, I I think it really kind of delivers on what I think people want out of a movie like this. Um, some things... Could have been handled better which we'll talk about later but um but yeah i mean that's my general take on it um so i guess i guess we'll just kind of go and t- down the line and
1: talk about like different aspects of the movie uh it's funny like to hear you say because like I, maybe this is a good place to start right i think it is because we can talk about the very beginning of the film when you say they took this criticism of 2014 to heart for better or for worse man ain't that the truth right because <laughs> yeah. it's like you see the pluses and minuses of that and I want to ask you guys, in, in, in that regard, this is a movie that's full of, like, giant monsters. What did you guys think of, like, showing us Kong, like, in the first, like, 30 well, seconds well, okay. of the movie? I,
0: I'm glad you asked that. And, and this, I guess this is kind of also going to lead into us, flush, you know, like, I, I, I want to go out on, like, a high note with, like, what we liked. So I guess mm-hmm. this is a good way, at least, to flush out the negatives, at least for me, and kind of get what your guys' perspective of, of it was. I thought that was a
1: mistake. Yeah. Um, it's weird, too, right? Because I was thinking about that actually when I was driving over here. I was like, what am I going to say in the podcast? And I was thinking about the, my, my one of my complaints being that, oh, they show them so quickly and, like, they don't build them up that much. And I'm thinking, God, isn't that weird that, like, we, we look at that as, like, a negative considering we know Kong's going to be in the movie.
2: <laughs> We've already seen him in the trailers, right? Yeah.
1: But for some reason, when you sit down and watch the movie, you still want it to be kind of traditional in the sense of, like, yeah, unveiling want, the thing. Because yeah, there yeah. is a story structure that works that way,
2: right? Yeah. Um, and I feel like they really
1: blew their wad really early in this.
0: I think... I don't know, maybe, because the beginning has the young John C. Riley character and a Japanese soldier, and I think maybe if they just ended with the hand coming up, Mm. or something like that, um, I'll say I I understand, and Trev, I mean, this is something that, especially I think you have been very critical of the the 2014 Godzilla uh, for being too slow, and, and maybe not enough monster stuff, but... The one thing that I thought that movie did extremely well was building up mm-hmm. the monsters and treating them more as like these majestic creatures um and and there like there's and and so there was a attention to it like there like I think about that Hawaii scene and you know trevor, I know you're not the biggest fan of the movie, but at least in my opinion that Hawaii scene is like. No, yeah. That's like a class. There of are like, things
1: that movie does right. The, yeah, the, the that, that's like one a class of, of like building tension and revealing your monster. Well, and they had a moment in this movie that it's like they, they we see Kong so many times before. What I think should have been the first full shot of him, and it's that you. It's in the it's in the trailer the the image of him against the sunset or the sun mm-hmm. with the helicopters, and you see him like standing full like for the first yeah. time. That should have been our first like real look at him. Yeah, like everything they, up to that should have been like like you said, seeing the hand swat a helicopter down, and then. I wish well you didn't see him in yeah. full until that because it's so majestic. Yeah, looking, because you know. the way the way the scene unfolds is the helicopters are
0: flying and you just see a tree smash into one. Mm-hmm. Then the music stops and it's like okay, that's cool. But then yeah, they just then they show, show him, show yeah. him yeah. like in the middle with all the the choppers yeah, swarming no, him. That was definitely. And scene. then like he knocks a couple more down, and then they go to that shot of him, mm-hmm. uh, uh, the silhouette of him, standing yeah. up, which is like such a gorgeous shot. It's like. You do. It's like hand swatting chopper, and then,
2: then go to that,
0: and then go to the full body pong, yeah. and like that. That was. I think that's my biggest problem with it. Actually, is that I just didn't feel the monster. I feel like Godzilla twenty fourteen was more had more reverence. For the monsters, whereas this was like, oh, you didn't don't think we showed enough last time here. Yeah, it's like smash it in your face. It's like yeah, when it's
1: Super... kind of they're like, well, we're, we're never gonna let anyone be bored in this movie. <laughs> yeah, and like we're you know. it's like
0: it's like when uh, Superman Returns come out came out and they're like, oh, you guys want Superman to fight? Huh? Here's the longest, most <laughs> st- drawn out fight in the world where they destroy the whole city. Um, you mean Man of Steel? Oh yeah, yeah. Then when Man of Steel came out, yeah, they they went over a little overboard uh, and. I mean, it's it, it. It's nice to know that they're listening to criticisms, but it's like, let's tone it back a little bit. I and then um, when we were coming out of the movie, Matt and I were talking about how the middle part feels kind of long and sluggish. I, and and I think it's because they front loaded it with all that action.
1: Well, it's that, and then I mean, and again, this is going to sound more harsh than it probably is, but the movie doesn't have that much of a plot, right? I think we'd agree. It's it's just a getting, you have to, they have the human characters have to get from one part of the island to another within a certain amount of time, and that's it. And then Kong is kind of like floating in and out of that as a protector of this island. And when you don't have a strong plot, a middle section can start to be sluggish if we're just watching characters kind of on a trek, you know? But
0: it's like the beginning, once they get to the island, immediately when they get there, you get Mm -hmm. Kong versus the choppers. Then from there you go right into the giant spider, and then you go into the water buffalo, which is like it's more of a calm moment, but it's still like a ooh, look a monster part. And then you go into all the exposition and yeah, stuff the octopus and it's
2: scene.
0: Yeah, and then the octopus scene, yeah. that's all in the front part of mm-hmm. the movie. The octopus fight all that stuff. And then and then it's like if you could have peppered those in throughout that middle act a little more,
2: yeah.
0: It would it would feel more consistently paced. It's in um that's really my... Like, yeah, are the characters the best? No. <laughs> you know, but, but... I mean, that's kind of... I didn't care about the of, characters, though. Yeah. They, uh, some of them. That, so,
3: some of them are there for to be cannon fodder. Oh, yeah. But, like, I like Samuel L. Jackson. I like John C. Riley. I didn't want anything bad to happen to Hiddleston or Brie Larson. Like, right, okay. She's, she's basically there to look pretty and to interact with Kong a tiny bit.
1: That's so, okay. If I, I, mean, I can was... just share my main criticism of the film right now, it's that... I think you and I. This is like a push and pull, right? Because you go into some of these. Sometimes you go into these thinking, man, there's probably not gonna be like any interesting human characters, right? And obviously, you want them all to be interesting. And I'll, and I'll give it to the movie that I'll say, like, you know what? Like John C. Riley, who I didn't think I'd like in the movie, he ends up like everyone's saying, he's the best character. He's like, he's a great performance. He's fun. He has a fun. You feel for him. Yeah. Um Man, I was, I've seen a couple of reviews that really made me mad because they're like. Oh, surprisingly comedic actor John C. Riley pulls off this emotional rocket. So you guys remember he was like a dramatic actor first, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, but, anyways, like, yeah, he's great. And then Samuel Jackson, he might be like sleepwalking through it, but that's because he does, He can. Like, he's that's like, I, I'm, when I say so, all I mean is he's doing the same performance he always gives, but we all like that performance. Yeah. 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 And so he's fun in this again. Goodman has some great moments. Goodman does, but I think the movie does a real disservice to Tom Hiddleston and Brie Larson, and I think it's a real shame because I think the movie wants us to look at them as like the two main characters in a way, and they're like meaningless. Yeah, like it, they're, it, they're, it, they're and they neither of them are given anything interesting to do. I think Brie Larson has like five lines in the film, maybe. She's <laughs> there to smile, smile and, thing, and like look yeah. at things, and like it's. And I guarantee you, if this was what this film was made before she won the Oscar, she mm-hmm. was filming this while they made the Oscar. If they had if if this was coming after the Oscar, they would have Push her. Sure. Oh, they would have like retooled that character. We'll big compare time. like Mystique and like X Men First Class mm-hmm. to Days of Future
0: Past. <laughs> well, and I character. know they
1: they had a I know she talked about it a lot, and there was a lot of talk about oh she's not the typical Kong you know girl, and someone's like well yeah, but that kind of did her a disservice because she's like nothing really. She mm-hmm. doesn't like I would have liked to see more. Well, I mean, she does have, She
3: does kill one of the monsters. Yeah, like she's not defenseless. That's one of, one of the atypical. Yeah, she's not Dwan
1: well thank thank god but yeah and then like hiddleston i mean he's like the cool badass guy but there's just nothing to him again so like at the end when they're like we're gonna go save kong i was like all right why like i didn't feel like i knew knew those characters enough for that to be Mm -hmm. like a big moment well they
3: they had that moment where you know she's the weird thing was she's supposed to have this emotional connection to kong you see her crying on screen Mm -hmm. and you have no idea why she's doing it yeah he touches him, and she's all like, "Yeah."
0: Well, I didn't know if they were trying to like be like, "Oh, I understand this creature," like, "Oh, she's just like wowed that he's like." this. Yeah, and like
3: they all they all of a sudden have a change of heart towards Kong. They're like, "We're going to go rescue him now instead of trying to get off the island." Yeah,
1: and then I'm going to like the my other thing, and this is where I think this one. I think you guys will probably disagree with me a bit. I think the other thing that gets in my way with that emotional connection is I personally found this to be kind of a boring version of Kong. I didn't find him to have much personality. And I was actually thinking about, like, I probably like this movie more than the Peter Jackson Kong, because this one's not five hours long. <laughs> but um, I think the, the Kong in the Peter Jackson film has way more personality than this Kong does. I, I think at the moment when, like, Naomi Watts is, like, she is juggling and he keeps and he like he keeps knocking her down and laughing. And I'm like, there's nothing like that in this one. like I see
0: where I see what you mean. In my memory,
1: all I can remember is the brief moment where they show him kind of looking up at the stars and looking lonely. But everything else, I feel like there's not much personality there.
0: I see what you mean, but I don't know if I agree with your phrasing i think he has the personality of king kong but i think that the jackson movie maybe even the 33 movie he has more calm moments Mm -hmm. whereas aside from that scene that you talked about where he's just kind of like sitting and looking at the stars and stuff he's always fighting something
1: yeah i guess that's what i mean it's like if you don't give him a lot of interactions with characters who aren't trying to kill him right like the kong personality usually comes out yeah. Through his interactions with that typical female character, like, since here there's not much of yeah, that. you you have those moments, but they're like
0: fleeting. Like um, there's one that is a total like thirty three Kong Willis O'Brien moment where he's fighting the choppers and he gets cut by the blades and like he like touches his arm and like looks at it like um, then there's like the part where he's drinking the water before the he fights the octopus and then yeah the the part we talked about where he's like looking at, into the sky um, but uh, yeah other than that he doesn't have a whole lot of Moments to himself or one-on-one moments with anyone else. He's just constantly fighting, um, which again I think we, we're seeing another kind of knee-jerk reaction mm-hmm. from the studio to to the criticisms of Godzilla 2014. Um, so uh, I mean, and, and I mean, my big criticism is just kind of I feel like there's a little bit of a lack of majesty to to the monsters because it doesn't give you any tension or build up yours is you know we talked about that um like matt do you have anything specific that sticks out to you that we didn't mention is something that sort of took away from the experience i sort of have some like
3: annoyances uh i I hated the fact that like every five seconds a new song would come on oh
1: yeah i forgot about that (laughs) it was like suicide squad right that's what it reminded me of like
3: it first of all like where's where did the score go like I don't, I don't mind that they played music, but it was like every five seconds I heard a well, new. Well, they were
1: doing song. that thing that drove me, that drives me crazy, where it's like they really wanted you to know that they know that those songs existed in the seventies. Yeah, right? like hey, we know seventies songs. Yeah. Here's all the hits, you know, and like okay. we need, we need more bad Moon rising in this movie. Yeah, I
0: just there's the, a couple sequences that I liked the the song and the images together, but they don't need what like ten songs. Feel, like I um, a little bit. I rich. liked uh, I liked paranoid being played over the the. The drop sequence or whatever, and yeah. I liked uh, the little montage on the boat that had uh, the Stooges, but yeah, I feel like a lot of those are just kind of there to be like, hey, it's the seventies, yeah. you know. Um,
3: the score was kind of weak.
0: Like- the score, I I didn't like the. I score I don't remember the score. Yeah, i so like, there's, there's, yeah. there's
3: not there's I, the, I actually the the beginning of the movie opens up with what I thought was a really cool theme. And then they kind of forget about it. Like I don't remember hearing it much. After yeah, that.
0: I I mean I know a lot of I know people are mixed on the Godzilla twenty fourteen score, but at least that had a theme for Godzilla that repeats throughout the course of the movie and like kind of does get stuck in your head when you watch it. This didn't really have that. This is kind of the scoring that we we kind of always talk about that we don't like. Where it's just like, hey, some here's a scene, write music. To okay, they're running. So write something that's fast paced. Like it's not something that sticks with you, and and that's kind of unfortunate because this is really the first uh, Kong movie that I can think of that doesn't have a specific memorable like hummable theme for King Kong. Um, I, well, I guess King Kong lives, but I feel like I just forget that movie even exists. Um, so I yeah, I guess that would be my second biggest. It's, my first is just the lack of tension behind the monsters my second is I, I'm not a fan of the score and kaiju movies have like such a great history of good scores and, yeah that's a bummer to me and it, uh, it's good Henry point. Jackman I I know the name and I'm not getting it mixed up with Hugh Jackman <laughs> but
1: I don't know what else he's done is he the guy that did the Passion of the Christ score? it's possible Matt no, get I'm, on I'm, that because if he did that's a really great score but I could be wrong about that and if um, I'm wrong I ask you guys to cut that out so I don't look like a fool
0: <laughs> no, just... uh okay we got monsters vs alien. alien a kick ass you know x oh x-men first class, class. okay that was That's a really a good score. score yeah
3: abraham lincoln vampire slayer was that a good score no, trev no, no, i love that saw. movie by the way <laughs> really? oh really man dude i love that movie oh, we're winter, we're soldier? Have... winter soldier winter soldier is
0: great what Kingsman. Yeah. Kingsman. what did they do to this guy uh, civil war Civil war
3: jack reacher he's doing he's doing new... kingsman 2 yeah he did the um big hero 6
0: what happened? What's going on with this guy?
3: All right. Well, so he was just he was asleep <laughs> at the wheel on this one. Well, I, I, like I said, I think it goes back to the, to uh, him having to deal with you know twenty five songs being interjected every.
0: It's <laughs> yeah, his... that too. I wonder. I wonder if uh, I don't know. I'm sure someone in, who's like one of the kaiju music nerds will get the score and like tell us if there's anything great that's missing, but which would be unfortunate because there's. There are too many songs. Sorry, songs, the Passion actually. of the
1: Christ score is by John Debney. I don't know why I, I thought it might have been this guy. Sorry, <laughs> I apologize to um, all the uh, Passion of the Christ fans. But uh, of the movies we just went through, most of those have really good
0: scores. Yeah. So that, That's surprising. Well, um, I'm because sure,
1: you, you think about the first class score, which has a really like, funky... I can think like, of it right now. Like a funky 60s vibe to it. I'm surprised he they didn't... This could have had a cool funky 70s vibe to it, mm-hmm. and they didn't even like attempt that.
0: And right. also, I think of, like, the Magneto theme, which mm-hmm. I, I is literally, like, playing in my head yeah. right now, and it's very... It could work in a Kai... That theme could work in a kaiju movie. Um, okay, so... Uh, Do
1: you have more annoyances, Matt, or is that kind of...
0: You guys covered the other ones. Yeah. Think? I know he didn't like... There's only, like, a couple, but he didn't like the slow motion shots. Well, you like, know, the second time watching,
3: they weren't as bad. There, There was... The scene with, like, uh, Hiddleston running through the the smoke with the sword.
1: Well, that ties into a very... I, I told you coming out of the movie yesterday that I had a very specific question I wanted to ask you. Bert. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, like, is this a good time to do it? <laughs> yeah, go for it. All right.
0: Is, is it, is it, if it's, especially if it's relating to a grievance, since we're trying to get that out of the way. So I don't we know can... if it's
1: related to a grievance to me. I want to ask you why it's not a grievance for you. Okay. Because uh, on a recent episode of our other podcast, if it bleeds, we can kill it. Yes. We reviewed all six Resident Evil movies. Which I'm a fan of. Yes, and you my, my brain had, yes. had melted. And I, I, <laughs> and to be clear, I'm a fan of them. I understand they're cheesy, and that's why I enjoy them. But then you got into this discussion about what you didn't like about them, and you said this one thing you in particular you didn't like about them, and you said, "Well, this actually applies to a lot of action movies, and this is why I don't like action." So I want to put you on the spot now of saying, "Can you admit a part of yourself here. that where you have blinders on for kaiju films, right?" Because you said. Oh, I don't like how Paul W.S. Anderson has all these moments where like goes in a slow-mo and he's like and I know he's like like oh, isn't this badass? Doesn't this look cool? And that's what these kaiju films are, especially now we're getting into a realm where they're like heavily CGI. You can't tell me that like the fight scenes in like Pacific Rim and in this aren't full of moments like that where it's like, dude, look how cool what? this is. What? How many times have I heard you talk about the moment in Godzilla 14 where he blasts like his beam down the uh, Mudo's throat, and you're like, dude, that's so awesome. Same shit we're getting in this. And like, like Matt just said, that moment where he runs, like, puts the gas mask on, he's got that was, the sword. Yeah. Like, that's those kind of moments. And you don't mind them in kaiju films, but then you think they're like obnoxious in all other kinds of action films.
3: Right? I thought it was obnoxious in this. Yeah. This
1: is correct. Okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> is that all, all you? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, well, yeah.
0: well I, I think the, the, the part of it that bothered me in Resident Evil, I think, was how I don't want to use the word silly because I don't want to sound like that guy. I mean, I know they're silly movies, but I, I felt like they were so like they they were a little too over the top in the way like you have a guy throwing his sunglasses in yeah, slow but see, motion. Yeah, see, I have a different have- take
1: on this in the, in that. So for me. I like them more in a movie like Resident Evil because, as silly as something is, there's usually still like a person doing it. There's a level of practicality to it. Now, it might be a, a stunt double or whatever, but you know that they still like put work into that, and there was like a rig to pull the person up. They did wire work. Those kind of moments, for me, aren't working in these modern kaiju films, and, I, 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 and this is why I'm kind of checked out on CGI kaiju movies because these fights, that are be, they're supposed to be so badass... I know that's just some dude at a They're computer typing in, yeah. like, a keystroke combination that makes these two totally simulated characters do this, and I'm like, there's nothing cool about Well, that. does it help that it's motion capture? I mean, not really. I don't <laughs> okay. know. I I mean... Well, I mean, Shin Godzilla's motion capture,
3: and
0: he just, like, had to stand there, I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, No, I mean, that's fair, and I mean, I think that's something that, uh, especially, like, older guys... I don't feel very excited uh,
1: about watching CGI
0: monsters. Yeah, too, yeah. Like. I mean, that's, that's... I mean, obviously, I'd always prefer... To watch practical but Mm -hmm. I mean just as fans of these characters and stuff you know I don't want to discount it based on the method you know I mean would I prefer stop motion or a guy in a suit obviously sure um
2: but you know I don't
0: like to discard all the hard work that goes into CGI all the time but I mean I I totally see that because that's also how a lot of like the older guys you know in the fandom kind of feels like you know especially you look at some of these things and like the like king kong is what made stop motion and you know the godzilla movies like perfected the man in the miniatures and Mm. now to kind of see it but it's also you know
1: you know that's also the only way they're gonna well it's like to me when you remove like the man in suit element you the I, i can only get excitement from the scenes where like a human is in peril like I don't care watching a CGI Kong fight a CGI octopus, mm-hmm. but when like the Skull Crawlers are like chasing the humans through the bone field, I can get into that yeah. because I'm not seeing like human characters interact with it. But when it's like men in suit, then I can be into everything. I don't need the human characters yeah. then because then I'm like watching like what feels like a real practical fight. I don't mm-hmm. know if that makes sense, but it
0: does. Yeah. It does. I mean, and that's just it's a preference. You yeah. Know? Um. Uh. But uh. But yeah, I, I mean, I think I don't know. It's it's kind of like. Going back to the over-the-top action sequences, like I feel like uh, like monsters and superheroes are kind of like where it's like okay, you're allowed to do it, you know. Mm-hmm. But that's just me. Um, uh, Matt, anything else you want to bitch about? <laughs> <laughs> no, man,
3: we, we we covered it. I think we're ready for the good stuff. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I, and so I mean, okay, talking the positives. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll say like I'm just. Those, like, couple big things aside, I really do have fun with this movie. It's the most enjoyable, uh, like, like, theater experience I've had all year next to maybe only Logan. Uh, but, I mean, this year's been great. I mean, there's been so many great movies this year. I think like, that's
1: the thing, too, is, like, I I know we're in the positive section, but I said this to Matt after we watched it. I said, like, man, it's like... One thing that's like almost too bad for Skull Island, and from my perspective, is that it's coming out right like in the same year where we've already had Logan, Get Out, John Wick, John Wick, 2. Wick 2, Lego, Batman, Split was great. It's like this is all, this is shaping up to be a great year. And I think like Skull Island in 2016 would have been a much bigger deal because yeah. it was so bad for blockbusters. Yeah. This year it has a lot of great stuff to live up to, yeah. and there's already, and there's, and there's some, already, I mean, there's, there's more, more coming. coming. Yeah, yeah. I
0: mean, um, but I mean, like, if this is the worst they can give
1: us. Oh, yeah. You know? God,
0: if this is the worst
2: blockbuster, thank God, you know.
0: Um, uh, I want to talk about the movie's namesake, Skull Island. Um, Trev, you've kind of, well, I, I think 33 is the only one that you, Skull Island, quote unquote, movie watched recently. But it, at least for me, I thought that it was a good idea to get away from the dinosaurs. Yeah. And come up with their own creatures because, uh, I mean, the, the director said, you know, that was just done to death in the Peter Jackson movie. And then he's like, you know, then we just had Jurassic World. and
3: then Yeah, I don't
1: think you can do a dinosaur skull island at a time when the Jurassic series is going again. Yeah.
0: Like, Plus, who wants
3: to see giant T-Rex when he's going to fight Godzilla next?
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: and it it just feels like, you know, it's been done to death. And I, I know there's been some purists that are like, well, it's not Skull Island without dinosaurs. But I feel like it still felt like skull Island it, but it's 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 different but it still feels like skull island um so uh uh I we'll get back to the creatures I do want want to say this and I don't know if either of you noticed but another thing I liked about this is I thought they did a very good job of I don't want I don't want to use the word racist I'll say. One of the more uncomfortable elements of the Kong mythos has probably always been the Islanders. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that this movie, and I don't mean, I'm not using this term in a negative way. Uh, I think more um, PC times, uh, I think making the natives these peaceful, like, they, they pretty much noble. Them, yeah, yeah, they're noble. They're, it's almost like a utopia, there's no mm-hmm. real violence. I thought that that was a really that was probably the most surprisingly cool.
1: Yeah, thing. I wish there, I really wish there'd been like one sequence that kind of showed them interact with Kong. I think I, I yeah. feel like that's missing. Yeah, a little. I bit. I can agree with that. Yeah, to see like the actual relationship yeah. between the two.
0: And and we kind of get that in exposition when when yeah. John C. Riley is he's showing them the cave paintings and he he he's saying like. They like each other. Yeah,
1: it would have know? been nice if there had been, like, one moment where it seemed like the Skull Crawlers were, like, maybe going to get some of the villagers, and you see Kong, like, actually kind of
0: yeah. concerned,
1: you know? Like, that yeah. would have been a nice character. And I just, but.
0: I thought, I think of everything in this take of it, I thought that
1: was, like, a really smart way to do yeah, it. I thought the moment where, like, John C. Reilly says goodbye to them, I thought it was, like, one of the better moments in the mm-hmm. film. There's, like, an actual level of, like, emotion yeah. there where like, oh, these people have taken care of him, and, yeah. you know, and, yeah. Yeah, and... And, um, and how quickly they accept the, the new characters or how quickly they allow yeah, Hiddleston and Brie Larson to come in. And, and actually, I really like the moment, too, where she's taking pictures with them.
0: Yeah, they're pacifists, mm-hmm.
1: you know, which is such a, like,
0: subversion of the trope that we've seen ever since. Savages. Yeah, they're, <laughs> yeah. where they're just these savages. Like the Peter Jackson version, they're, like, impaling people.
1: Yeah. and I mean, it's interesting. I think they will never get, like, a, 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 a version of, like, the sacrifice scene in this version yeah, of Kong. Right? Yeah. Or if we do, it, only, it would only be because... Maybe you could tell a story where like a bad element has taken over the community, yeah. right? And like, and like, or, like they, perverted they, they, the what Kong means, yeah. you know?
0: Or like, um, and like they they build the wall. The wall in this one isn't to keep out Kong, is to keep out the the skull crawlers. Mm-hmm. And like, that's such a that was I don't know. I I just thought that was unexpected, and I thought it was a cool kind of way to turn what we know about the myth upside down. Um. Uh. So. I guess creatures. What do you guys? What do you guys think of the creatures? I love them. Water buffalo awesome. What was your favorite besides Kong? I guess Trev. What was your favorite? If you had to pick, like a favorite other creature.
1: Well, actually, I actually ended up pleasantly surprised by the Skullcrawler. I remember after the trailer yeah. came out, you said you weren't too into it. Yeah, over, I didn't but... think they ever looked at like... it. In the trailers, you get those like, little brief moments. And I guess I'll be honest. Like I don't analyze the trailers to death like you guys might. you know. But I don't. <laughs> I, I had never really picked up on the fact, like in the trailers and the cl- quick glimpses I got, I never really noticed that they just had two front yeah. arms and then like the tail, like a yeah. snake's tail. Which was uh, inspired by... You just watched it, so you
0: might remember. Do you remember in the original movie where like there's a big lizard that's coming up? Oh, uh, like, yeah. It only has two arms and yeah he said he kind of took that and then he took like uh inspiration from like um i think he said like the host which i'm assuming is like when it's throwing up all the bones mm-hmm. and um no face from uh princess Mon- Mononoke. okay yeah. i he
2: see kinda, that, like, like the, the yeah, yeah and he kind of yeah. like
0: threw them
1: together yeah um, no i thought they were cool and especially the big one the, the like the big the, one was the, awesome. the big one is great is a great like final boss you yeah. know like it had like it had uh it felt in- intimidating and imposing, so I like the skull crawlers. Yeah. Um, my I think my favorite was the spider,
0: because I I just it, it's not like a Kumonga or just like like you know you look at like tarantula or earth versus a spider. It was a giant daddy long legs, which is like, you know, it it kind of like blends in with like those huge bamboo shoots, and I I just thought that was like, if that moment hadn't been ruined in the trailer, that w- I would have like yeah, yeah, I would have thought it was like so. I mean, it is clever. And then, like it, it straight up will get this reference. You probably won't, but it straight it pretty much like cannibal holocaust a guy through the mouth, mm-hmm. <laughs> which uh, was like, whoa! Did they just do that? Yeah. Like um, that was a great scene too. I know what you're talking about. And then I liked how they're like take out the legs, and they they have to chop it down at the legs, um, and uh, yeah, I, that that was probably my favorite like. Because I really liked that they made use of the atmosphere to, like, let it blend in. Um, I thought it was just a thoughtful sequence. And I, well, what I, I do like the water buffalo, but you, you've said that a few times. You keep going back to this damn water buffalo. <laughs> what,
3: what, what was your... What I just was, thought it was, like, peaceful, man. I yeah. Just, it was just, like, a nice, like... They they have that, in the, in the beginning of the movie that you have when they're dropping the, the, the charges or whatever, they start, like, blowing up all the animals. Mm-hmm. It was just kind of, like, nice to see a peaceful... Peaceful animal on Skull Island. Yeah, before so peaceful.
1: Even Kong helps one
0: out. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of like the Triceratops in Jurassic Park. You like feel that you see this thing that's like not like gonna kill you. By the way, <laughs> in that
1: scene where Kong helps it out, did Brie Larson really think she was gonna move that helicopter? <laughs> yeah, I know, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, Kong's like, "What the hell are you doing, lady?" <laughs> I my favorite
3: my still was a skull crawl, uh, skull crawler, but the uh, I, I still the uh, water buffalo is freaking awesome.
0: Now, uh, there's a nice nod for uh Toho Kaiju fans in that we get a rematch of sorts with Kong and a giant octopus um which I mean any movie where a giant octopus is fighting a a bigger monster, it's never like a worthy <laughs> fight but um any thoughts on that particular uh sequence it it was okay like it was it was a nice like throw in
3: it was it was more funny to see Kong eat it than anything <laughs> else, I think.
0: Which he said was a very intentional nod to Old Boy, which you probably haven't seen. I, I haven't
3: seen that, but it's on my list.
2: Yeah. Believe this guy? I know. Yeah, I know, it's crazy. <laughs> uh,
1: There's well, also a nice nod to Jurassic Park fans from Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. Hold <laughs> on well, to your butts. Yeah, I thought it was great. I liked that. I, I liked it too, yeah. yeah.
0: It wasn't... I mean, it's it's it's, very, the, it's the
1: right kind of like nod, right? It's yeah. like subtle enough. It's that,
0: very like, wink, yeah. wink, nudge, nudge, yeah. but
1: only if you've seen Jurassic right. Park, yeah. which, which I, I mean, would imagine like almost
0: everybody in there, in our age group, probably had. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, with the octopus, uh, I I I was like looking at an interview with with the director, and he said uh, his whole pur- purpose of that scene was to just kind of like he called it a Planet Earth moment, is in like the the show Planet Earth, yeah. just kind of showing like what does Kong have to do to eat every day? You know, mm-hmm. and, you know, they see him... He's got to fight a wild. giant
1: octopus every day.
0: That's, that's got to suck. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, that's what it's like in the wild, yeah, man. He should want to get out of there. Right? He should be like, can you guys take me to New York? <laughs> you guys got, like, sushi restaurants there, right? I can just, like...
0: Yeah, that's what, I mean, like, uh, look at, like, lions got to hunt down zebras every day, man.
1: Since so we're talking
3: about the creatures, I do want to go back to Kong for a second. Because Trev talked about how... Kind of Kong wasn't as like you said. I think you said expressive, but maybe that's the wrong word. But it yeah, just
1: felt like less personality to me. Like I,
3: I thought he had a ton of personality in this, um, but I I, I kind of got what you're saying with maybe like the less interaction with the with the female. But mm-hmm. for me, I thought he had tons
0: of personality. Like that's actually what I liked about the movie most. I think he did. I mean, it's most, but I think Trev's thing is it's going to sound silly because we're talking about a giant gorilla, but I think like care what Trev would call like character moments. Like yeah. you well, understand that, we're talking about kind of two separate yeah, yeah. Things, Like but... the scene that he talked about where he's like knocking Anne down in the Peter Jackson version. Yeah. Like you you get a little bit of like it's gonna sound stupid, but who King Kong is
1: you know, whereas this is. It's like, that, and then it's also the thing of like, so we, yesterday when we, we, we wow, spoiler, not spoiler, alert, that's the wrong word. But before we went us, so us, you guys showed me King Kong Escapes for the first time. Which is which the by only the movie, way, the only Kong, Kong movie, movie Trev had hadn't seen. seen. And I, and, and I always said, I was always like, oh, the really, the only really good King Kong movie is the first one. Uh, I loved Escapes, so it was fun, It's super fun. Um, and I like King Kong versus Godzilla, obviously, but this, Escapes was much better in my opinion. Um, but, like, we, when we were watching that, we were talking about, I was like, well, what is, like, what makes a King Kong film, right? Because unlike Godzilla, the majority of Kong films all have the same basic idea. It's about taking mm-hmm. Kong somewhere he shouldn't be and, like, having to deal with that. And that's what, you know, drives to me, like, the idea of Kong. is He's, he's always this ape that's, like, suddenly put in an environment that he doesn't belong in and how we see to react to that. This is a whole movie where he's, like, in his environment and he never has to, like... There's never that emotional response of watching him be like, "Oh, I'm not supposed to be here," and having the tragic kind of side to it. He's like just the man in this movie, and so to me, like, and I and that's the point of the movie, right? But mm-hmm. I, to me, that makes him somewhat less interesting, right? I, I I like the feeling for Kong because he's getting put through something he shouldn't, and here it's just like he's just kind of doing his job, you know? He's well, like, I, would you say escapes went. That territory at all? Well, no, but escapes is just like escapes is. I like escapes. A the a way. way. It's a it's a goofy. Yeah, like, it's a yeah. it's, it, it, it's a goofy kid. It's story. pretty much literally a Saturday morning yeah. cartoon. I like that because he's fighting a robot. <laughs>
0: you know, that's, not, <laughs> that's a
1: different kind of like. You know,
0: um, I see what you mean, but I think I'm gonna kind of respectfully disagree in that. I think that one of the things the movie did do was was kind of show like that we don't belong there, and we're like lighting him on fire. And you know, we see him like pass out from being burnt with napalm. And so I, I think that I I think that he it's it's not quite as much of he's not quite as much of a victim as he is in in New York, but I, I do think that they still had scenes that really kind of did show him as a victim. Did but he, it it's not as overt as what we're used to. But did you like when he got like chained up somehow? I, I like that <laughs> scene. I don't quite understand how it worked. Because the skull crawler just kind of like throws him into, into, into like, a, like a, 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 boat, a boat, and he's just
1: like under chains and he's like stuck. That was Shin Godzilla physics. Yeah, <laughs> that, and those are like some big ass chains too. If you think about how big he is, yeah, he had like
3: <laughs> chains around his neck and yeah. wrists and forearms and stuff.
0: Um, and uh, but yeah, the going back to the creatures, I I, I think they were all handled really well. Uh, I do have a complaint. Um, John, there's a scene. Where they're like, "What's that sound?" John C. Riley's like, oh my "They're giant ants." That's that somebody says. And then we don't get no giant ants. Where are the giant ants? You don't if, it, if you're gonna I, cut out, oh, hold on. If you're gonna cut out the giant ants, cut out that whole part where he's like, "Hey, there's giant where are the no,
3: ants." No, <laughs> further giant ants. I've never seen any trailers. Uh,
1: now I'm gonna, just, now I'm gonna respectfully disagree <laughs> with you because I think they, I think they did exactly the right thing is that's a really funny line. That's a funny moment where he says, like, oh, you think it's something... It like, like, they sound like birds. They sound like birds, but it's actually giant... And a that's giant fucking ant. fucking ant. That's yeah. when he drops the F-bomb. Yeah. That's a really funny line, and I think the joke works better not ever seeing them. I think the joke is just about him warning them about this thing, and them like, now having this idea in their head and being freaked out about it. So I think you're wrong. I think they totally played that right. Okay. Were All they, right. Were they ever in the trailers? No.
0: I thought they Burton were, Bird was, like, but, convinced they were in the trailers. But I guess my memory... Yeah. Just tricked me. I just wanted those giant ants, man. Hey, I like them. Okay, a great no, them's a great movie, but that's not <laughs> what we're talking about. They should have used a sound effect from them. Is I mean, that I like that's them. a movie that's owned by Warner Brothers. Then they tie them into the monster. Nah, just, 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 yeah. stop. <laughs>
3: just stop. <laughs> All
0: right. um, the fight scenes were awesome. Trev, one you didn't like. I liked the giant stick bug.
2: I, I stick really. up for
0: the giant stick bug. I thought that was a cool scene. So
3: my scene. dying why, why are you day. so heartless, Trev? He
2: hates, he he stick What
3: did the stick sandbug do to
1: you? It didn't do anything to me, but it does lead, <laughs> it does lead into the most emotionally manipulative moment of the movie. Like this is a movie that like, again, not, like um, this could be looked at as like a minor criticism because it's just something blockbusters tend to do. But it is a very, like, emotionally manipulated film in that they kill, like, that character who the whole film is, like, writing letters to his son.
2: Oh, and, like, oh, that's, like, oh, oh, that's, oh. So,
1: that's so old school, like, um, audience audi- emotion manipulation because it doesn't really matter. The second he was writing a letter no, to that kid, I was like, he's done. Yeah, and it's, like, and, and then the <laughs> he's fact that die. They, and then they, they find the letter then, like, and it's hung, they're, like, and they keep saying the Dear Billy thing. It's, like, you, you, like, come on, guys. And you didn't need to do that, right? Like. You didn't need to tell us he had a son to like make his death later motivate the other soldiers. He's one of their friends; they would have like gone for revenge anyways. But by telling us <laughs> he had a son, that's just to make us feel like super shitty about yeah. him dying.
2: I um, knew
0: it. Dude, yeah. I knew it the second that started. I he was like, oh, get, like, he, and he gets done. taken
1: out like pretty easily and yeah. like
0: early on too. And all, it's like one of the few off-screen mm-hmm. deaths, which I, I mean, I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. Um, so I, I guess the next big thing
1: I want to talk about.
0: And, I mean, well, I don't... Are, you sure?
1: are we still talking about more positives, or...?
0: I mean, we're kind of going back and forth. You gotta forth. talk about I,
1: the fights, man. Well,
0: dude, we gotta save that for last. All right. But right. Uh, I guess it, it's been kind of give and take, but I think all our major grievances are out of the way, mm-hmm. so we've kind of cleared that out of the room. Um, but something that... I don't want to get into... Like, I, I posted earlier this opinion piece where this guy was... I, I liked kind of where he was going, but, I, you know, I admit that he was definitely digging. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't want to get into like theories about why and what anything meant, because I think at the end of the day, it is a pot, just a, it's a popcorn movie. It's not a message movie, but, um, and, and Trev, I know you had some questions in about this last night that I, I kind of like read up a little bit because I, I really wanted to go into this completely cold. So I didn't do my nerdy thing where I was like, well, this is why this is like this, you know, until after I saw it, but Vietnam setting. How do we like it? Any particular thoughts on it? um it, I mean, if it wasn't Vietnam, I wouldn't have had to hear those songs. <laughs>
3: <laughs> if it, yeah, but it could have been like the '90s. You would have heard like yeah. songs.
1: I, I, I mean, my thing is, I personally felt like the Vietnam setting didn't add much to it. I mean, mm-hmm. I get the setting, and I, you know, the characters are all obviously informed by Vietnam. But I think you could have easily, I think you could have just as easily had to take place now. Like you could tell the same story take place now. And have the soldiers be um, veterans of the, like, the Afghan war or something, and have John C. Reilly's character be either a Vietnam mm-hmm. vet or, you know, some other, you know, some other conflict around mean, I mean, I guess, I guess what you're trying to say is the tropes used in the movie are kind of timeless. Yeah, so it, doesn't it didn't need to be Vietnam, other than the fact that I think they had to, because, you know, the original script you said was in 1917, I think because of what they wrote themselves into with Godzilla and this being part of that universe, they had to set this before 2014, obviously, mm-hmm. because you can't have uh, characters who know about Godzilla. So yeah. that's why we have to have it... in uh, Well, I guess Monarch kind of always knew. Yeah,
0: but no one else know. does, and Godzilla obviously appeared already. Right. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I guess... Because, I mean, that I, I think the knee-jerk reaction, and I think that's kind of the assumption that that writer who wrote that piece that I, I sent you was, there must be some kind of deeper
1: allegory to it. Well, so everyone thinks whenever they're, like, because let's face it, the vast majority of Vietnam films are anti-war films, mm-hmm. right? Because that's the war that, that's the first time America was faced with the idea of that, like, oh, yeah, we can get into war for, like, completely stupid reasons and then come out of it having gained nothing. Yeah. You know? And so almost every Vietnam movie is, in the, is an anti-war film, but I think this is where I push back about that. I, I do think people look at skull Island and then especially people who, man, there's definitely, you guys know it. There's a subsect of fans who like, don't want to just, especially older fans. They don't want to just be like, I, I like a giant monster movie and they should just embrace it, but they need it to be something more. And so they want to say, well, it's in Vietnam. It must be this like yeah. really deep anti-war film, but I don't think it is. I don't, I don't, if it, and if it's trying to be, I think it's failing because it's pushing for an idea of Kong being this, like this protector who has to fight it's reveling in violence the film is like look how cool all this violence is and it's also leading to it's like what is it like hey war sucks by the way start getting hyped for king kong versus godzilla <laughs> <laughs> you know?
2: it's like
1: it, it, it's the anti-message the anti-war message isn't there i think um some of our other friends like our buddy Thomas, said like the message is the same it always is don't mess with nature you know yeah don't go where you shouldn't be and you know? and,
0: and i i do agree like that that is
1: that's that's obviously the theme of the movie yeah. i think
0: um but because I would kind of avoided getting into anything before seeing it, that's why, like, yesterday when I got home, I was like, well, these are really good questions. And so I was looking up, like, why – I said earlier, like, his pitch was, like, I don't want 1917. Like, you know, I like he likes the imagery of napalm and the choppers mm-hmm. and stuff. So that was the one – the one thing is, like, he just thought, like, that was – those that was cool the Vietnam imagery was cool imagery to play with in a giant monster movie that's set. That's fine. that's cool. And that's and, and that's pretty much all he he said. And the other reason was he was like practically he he said that he didn't think setting it in the present day people would really buy that Skull Island wasn't explored. So yeah. the seventies was when like that satellite mapping technology was big sure. and he was like and that's like that was the reason. Fair enough. That was it. Yep. You know, it was a very simple explanation. It wasn't Meaning, meaning, meaning. Um, I will say that they they play into it a little bit. Like I, Sam Jackson's character, at the beginning, you see him looking at his medals, and he's like, "What was the point of all this?" Mm-hmm. And then you know, Brie Larson comes up to him, and she was like, "You know, you lost." And he's like, "We didn't lose." And then later, he's like, "I'm not going to lose again." So I mean, you clearly again like, all
1: stuff you could do for damn, right damn for damn. any for
0: anything. <laughs> yeah. But um, but yeah, I mean, I, w- I was surprisingly, I guess, refreshed. Mm-hmm. By how simple that explanation was. He was like, I think the imagery is cool and it makes sense with the technology I want to use in the movie. Sure. And that was it. Um, But yes, Matt. uh, I found the grievance, guys. Uh Oh. A a grievance related to this. Did you guys like the
3: the line of dialogue where uh, Brie Larson's like. he's
0: been bitching (laughs) about this all weekend.
3: So, so they find the the graveside of the two Kongs, and she's like, "I've taken enough photos of mass graves to recognize."
1: Ooh, them. I hated that line. That was a
2: terrible. <laughs> it was terrible, <laughs> and because and
1: just like the way it was like delivered, everything, and like the fact that she says it, then just kind of like it just hangs there like a f- bad fart in the room. Like, it doesn't, like, mean anything. Yeah. I, well, like,
3: and then she's comparing, like, two dead monsters to, like, mass graves of people during Vietnam. Yeah. Like, no, it was terrible. It's just so bad. I'm telling
1: you, like, I, I feel bad. I almost feel bad for Brie Larson in this film because it's, like, it's such a waste of her. Yeah. And then, like, her character, I, I feel like, comes across pretty bad, actually. Like, in, in She,
3: she of, literally, like, she's there to smile, and that's it. Yeah. That's, I, and I, that's I, literally
0: all she does in the movie. Yeah. Um, anyway, moving well, on. Well, Matt had, like, complained about that yesterday, and then, like... I don't know. When she said it, it just kind of like went in and no, ear I'm out. No, I'm
1: glad you brought that up because I kind of forgot about it. Was <laughs> it like, went oh, kind of
0: okay. in and, ear and out the other. And then when we saw it again, I was like, wait, why did she even say that? Yeah. <laughs> like, it, it's, it's one of those lines where it's like, what...
1: What? 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 Where? You, where? That's a moment where it feels like the movie's like, ah, yeah, yeah, civil <laughs> wars bad, guys. Like, just like, want to remind what? you that. Like, oh, okay.
3: I, I did. I did like the the Jaws four sound when uh, John Goodman. Got uh, he's in. he's been going on. Dude, like, I'm telling
0: you, it's there. I haven't seen Jaws four okay, since I was listen, like 13. Tres watch is,
3: watch Jaws four and and when they like make that stupid thing. The Jaws. There's like that scene where Jaws is jumping out of the ocean every time that thing goes off and makes that creepy sound. And then when Jaw when uh, John Goodman's character gets eaten by the Skullcrawler. Uh, the he's, his camera goes off and makes the same sound.
0: It's the same thing, man. So are you saying it's the same sound effect or that the scenes are similar? They're just similar, and okay. it sound it also sounds. Because more, in Jaws similar. four, he didn't eat. No, no, no like the camera. Just, or no, a I'm just saying, that... like it's
3: just the same sound. It just reminded me.
0: That's all. It's reminiscent. All right, Trev, do you have any, the, or any earthly idea what this guy's? <laughs> no, are but no, I nobody mean, does. Yeah. It doesn't. It, it's fine.
3: <laughs> my my wife doesn't even. It's it, it's okay.
0: You're yeah. out of control, dude. Um, Mass graves, man. <laughs> Mass graves. Yes. Um, uh, but no, uh, I will say, um, and I mean, even with the 2014 Godzilla, once the monsters finally get together and fight, it's, it's cool. And I, I think that carries over here. I, I, I really like the fight scenes. I kind of wish they were, I guess kind of what we've said earlier, spaced out a little more evenly. Um, but, uh. Yeah, I legendary is knocking it out with the money shots because like when he's fighting the big skull crawler at the end, he takes like the the boat turbine and like basically does an <laughs> uppercut that slits the thing's throat. Then later, and then like a few minutes later, he rips out the tongue and then a bunch of organs like come falling out and it's all gross. And... That's a great fight, actually. Yeah, so Trev, I mean Trev, obviously, we're I think we're all in agreement that practical monster fights are cooler
1: but i mean just the overall what, the action and fight sequences how did to... mm, i like the final fight yeah i, I like that i like the final fight. nothing nothing else really i didn't care about the octopus fight so much or a lot of their sequences but uh i, I um so would you I, say I, the boneyard and the i like the boneyard one? sequence i thought other than the stupid uh slow-mo uh gas mask part, <laughs> but i liked the majority of that sequence um but yeah i like the final fight um kind of tying into what you just said about like the grotesquerie of like this cutting the throat and the pulling the organs out i do think one thing i i liked about the film <laughs> is how i don't want to say graphic is not the right word but the the deaths in this are actually pretty brutal yeah but, like the, brutal like it's like the kind of brutal, like what that we like it's like a fun brutal right yeah, yeah. it's brutal but not oppressive um i almost do, like I, le- almost like less gory sam raimi yeah and i do, <laughs> I, I do i mean. I actually love the irony of the of the Shea Wiggum sacrifice scene. Yeah, uh, that's a great Which, moment.
0: Do, were you expecting him to actually like? I thought it was gonna work. work of course. Yeah. yeah. And
1: the fact that they subvert that and like it just like <laughs> he just gets knocked away and blows up. I just like it made me laugh. And I just thought that was a that great was one moment. of the best
3: moments in the movie yeah. for sure.
1: And yeah. the, there's a total Sam Raimi moment with when um
0: they're shooting the spider and the uh the soldier Jason Mitchell the the easy E guy falls on the ground and like. He just gets covered in all this goo, and yeah. it's like... That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> um,
3: uh, I guess... Like when the guy got hit up into the uh, helicopter blade.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I kind of wish that had been just a little bloodier, actually. Yeah. I wanted, like, blood <laughs> to, like, that, kind of But I, it was kind
3: of what I expected. The dude hits the windshield, yeah. goes up into the chopper yeah. blade, and takes him down. Like the, the part
1: know. in Captain America
0: where, like, the guy just, like, splatters. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so... Let's talk about, I mean, obviously we've said about 70 times,
1: practical over CG any day. But, effects. How do you guys feel about it? Um, They're okay. I mean, my thing is, like I said, there's something about the CGI in this film where it never looked photorealistic to me. I always knew I was watching CGI. And I I get, obviously I would know I was watching (laughs) CGI anyways. But I mean... It never, it always looked a little cartoony to me. I didn't feel like things were moving exactly naturally, and especially when Kong is like in shots with like people, I felt like it doesn't. I I almost and it's been a while since I watched the Jackson one, but I almost feel like that Kong looked more realistic when in frame with like Naomi Watts than he did in this one in frame with people. Do you think
0: that's just a issue with the scale being so different? Could be,
1: yeah. Um, But I definitely think I I think it was a mixed bag, leaning more towards good. Okay. I think like there was only, like, there w- some there was some iffy stuff, but overall yeah. I had no yeah, large. Yeah, I,
0: I see what you mean, especially like a lot of the the more I guess how do we even say energetic, like the more frantic scenes. I can see it, but like uh, um, one like there's a few moments that I do think are like really good, like um, he grabs out the water when he grabs Brie Larson out he of the water, really and like that did look photorealistic to me. Um, I think the scene when she like touches him
3: is kind of iffy. Like, there are times when when she's in the shot with his face, it looked bad. But when they just showed his face, I thought it looked great. Yeah. Like, his eyes and stuff.
0: Yeah, I can agree with that. Um, Now, uh, I mean, I think the performance-wise, I think Jackson, Riley, and Goodman...
1: They're almost running circles around everyone else. Mm-hmm. That's because they had things to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they kind of, you get where they, you get their motivations and where they're coming from. Everyone else is just kind of
3: a. Uh, I think I think Hiddleston had a chance. Like I, I liked it. the early stuff with his character was fun, and then like he just is just kind of there to get you. He, to
1: yeah, see. he's a generic action guy at a certain yeah. point. He's yeah. Ford.
2: Yeah, yeah he's, but he's always but, Ford, but he's,
1: but he's better than Ford sucks. Yeah. yeah. There's not a Ford in
2: this.
1: (laughs) Ford is the
3: worst character in the Godzilla franchise. Like, you could say
1: Brie Larson is Ford, but at least she's, like, running around looking. I I do think Brie
3: Larson Larson is not helpless. That's one thing that's different about her character. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: She kills a monster. Right. Yeah. I just wish there was more to her. Like, that's a character that deserved more.
0: Like, I will say, like, given the time period, it's probably unlikely, but I feel like if she was signed on to come back, I think they would push her to the forefront because she's a big too, star sorry marvel snatched her up <laughs> yeah <laughs>
2: um
1: i can i just i will say uh, if we're talking about like, characters right now i now i'll say my biggest uh my biggest plus of the movie my biggest positive of the film because i haven't even told you guys what i like the most about it oh boy yesterday we had the conversation i said what is a con film when it's not him being taken away like what you know what what's the interesting take on him and I will say the thing I liked most about this movie is I thought it was a very cool idea to have, like, a, an Ahab story of, mm-hmm. like, the the Samuel Jackson character. And just the whole – I was, like, really invested in that story of, like, a man who just is, like, becomes obsessed with killing Kong. Yeah, he – And he's like, I'm taking this thing out, even if it's, yeah. like, all against his best interests. And, and I, he, he
0: – like, he's, he's a character, like
1: – it's interesting because it's, like, he kind of becomes a villain, but not really, yeah. right? Like, you get where he's coming yeah. from. It's, it's He's an interesting character. It's, of, uh,
0: and I think there was – this is where I think maybe the Vietnam – setting, but I mean, again, you could replace it with any kind of war period. Like, you get the feeling, like, at the beginning that he's already a little off his rocker, and then when Kong takes
1: out his crew, he's just he snaps. Yeah, and but he's an interesting character because he's not, it's not he's not driven by like selfish motivation. He cares about his crew. Yeah. When he gets reunited with some of his crew, like, like he, hugs film, him, he hugs them, he's mm. excited to see them. They have that great moment where they say, like, Kong didn't kill the like, chapman, and he holds up the dog tag and says, Yeah, but he did kill these men. And you're like, Oh, I get it. You know, you see mm. where he's coming from, and I just thought he's a great character. Yeah. I, I I really like that story. And I think that was the, you know, obviously the the big crux of it is him fighting the skull skull crawlers, but the the Kong Samuel L. Jackson relationship is, like, the best part of the movie to me. Yeah. I liked uh, John C. Riley's arc, the ending. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I, I thought that was nice to end with him... Meeting his family. Getting to his family and... And, yeah, I mean, uh,
1: the trailers really sold it as... Like, him being a dumbass? Yeah. yeah, They, they show, like they, <laughs> they sold him as, like, comic relief in a way that turned me off, and then that's kind of, like, all of his jokes kind of are in the trailer. Yeah. I mean, there's a couple more, but, I mean, he's not... it's He's not what you think he is from the trailer.
0: And, like, I... like. One thing
1: that I do like that kind of
0: goes with, I guess, fits in with the pacifism of the the natives is when he says, like, uh, you know, the Asian soldier that he crashed there with, he was like, you know, once we were out of our uniforms and, you know, we, we became best friends. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, wow, that's actually like a very, like, Ishiro Honda, like, humanist moment. And then um, I remember when I saw the trailers and I saw him wearing, like... His like goofy flight suit and holding a sword. I was like, what are they? Is this character like a goofy like pirate? What is this? And then and then it's like, no, like there's an actual like, reason behind it, character driven, thematic reason why he's using that sword, you know, and it's like, oh, it, everything, it clicks together in the movie in a way that the trailer just
1: he does have a great line that kind of like when you talk about like the war aspect of the film, he does have a really good line when he asks did we win the war? And they say, which one? And he goes, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. like the fact that he's like, yeah, of course, we were still fighting. And uh, that's great I one. thought it was kind of funny when, you know, it opens
0: with Goodman and um, his assistant uh, getting out of like a, a cab, going into this building. And uh, Goodman says, like, there, there's never... Uh, going to be a worse time yeah. for us <laughs> whatever <laughs> yeah, I thought that, that was funny that was, that was pretty cool. uh speaking of which i do think we should
1: mention at least for me and trev we did get a surprise richard jenkins we got a, that was pretty exciting although we did not get my expected uh so i was on <laughs> imdb and uh i was looking at the imdb sauce and i was like all excited they said thomas middleditch is in this movie thomas middleditch stars silicon valley uh, an improv comic i like a lot and i'm like waiting the whole movie for him then i'm like i know he's in the movie so we get to a certain point where they're like he's not there he's not on the island i'm like oh he's gonna be like one of the guys that comes and rescues them at the end nope Come to find out that he's just the voice of jerry we like we spent like 20 minutes after the movie trying to figure out who jerry was i still don't know it's the guy on the phone with brie larson in the dark room
2: oh and i'm like why is that like why is that
1: thomas middleditch like what's the (laughs) point so i don't I got what, a famous voice to so like it's mean. a trade-off right i my i didn't get expected thomas middleditch <laughs> but i got surprise richard jenkins which is fine i don't
0: know what the point was but i i do i do know that uh jordan v roberts um i know he's like i know he's like involved with a lot of comedy stuff well like, that's gotta be why eugene yeah. cordero's in yeah because um he directed uh i think it was the netflix like nick offerman live mm-hmm. special and so like he like knows a lot of the comedy I, guys. I read I Have seen, by the way. Okay.
2: <laughs> well, I know, right?
0: <laughs> did you watch that stand up and was like, "This guy <laughs> gotta get him for
1: King Kong." I read that the uh, Richard Jenkins character was supposed to be uh, Tom Wilkinson. Right. Character. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a trade-off, Trev. I mean, yeah. you got under, you got a, a surprise Jenkins, but you you didn't you didn't really get your expected middle ditch. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. You
2: know,
0: maybe maybe one day you'll get a surprise middle ditch and unexpected Jenkins. Yeah. you Yeah. Know? Um so uh <laughs> post-credit scene.
2: Oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, we got
1: Resident Evil, which yes. Well, that's a term you coined recently when yeah, Resident Evil. Which app. we were watching when Trev. Let's tell the story of that to set this yeah, up. So Trev... we're watching we're so um there's a character in Resident Evil 2, Jill Valentine, a character from the from, the, from, game, from, the, from yes. the games, played by Santa Gilroy. And after part two, she's not in the series again. For well, she's not in part three. And then you watch part four and she's not in that. And then we're and then we were actually just telling Bird about how we're like, oh, there's a mid credit scene coming up. It's going to make no sense. He's like, what do you mean? I'll like, no, just trust us. And then we're watching it and the cast is coming up and it says in the cast, Sienna Gilroy, Jill Valentine. And Bird actually like sees that and goes, wait, was she was she in the movie? And we're like, oh, well, I guess they just ruined it. And then that's the thing. <laughs> they, they reveal her in the mid credit scenes. So they they spoil that if you pay attention to the cast. And something very similar happened here. <laughs> so, yeah, right, like, at the very end, like, it, it does,
0: does a little soundtrack available from whatever records text comes along the screen that says Godzilla, Mothra, Rodan, and King Ghidorah created and owned by
1: Toho, the yeah. Toho company. And when, when I saw of, that... All of us were just like, oh, yeah, like, when, in the moment, when, like, Yeah,
0: when I saw that, <laughs> first we, like, kind of laughed, and then I was just like, thanks, guys, yeah. <laughs> you know, and then... We get a scene uh where Larson and Hiddleston are, I guess, back at the monarch headquarters and it, it almost seems like they're trying to get them to come to an agreement where they won't say anything about any of it. And then uh Corey Hawkins comes in and he's like, you know, we we, we think you guys might wanna wanna stay with us, and he's like, Well, Kong's not the only one out there, and then they show like film reel footage of these cave paintings and they see Godzilla, Rodan, Ghidorah, and then the final one is a shot of a painting of Godzilla fighting King Ghidorah. Mm-hmm. And then that's it. Um, I, I mean as far as the scene goes, I think I mean I didn't like it. It well, was pretty lame. I mean like it was in credit scenes are always kinda lame mm-hmm. to me for the most well, part. Yeah, let, let's let's get, go there. Like it, well I guess Trev, are there any post credit scenes that you do like really think like, oh wow. Like is Thanos like, putting on his glove gonna be like, Yeah,
1: what's this? <laughs> well when they still like when Marvel started, right? Like initially those post-credits, like the obviously the Iron Man one was great, you know? Showing us Thor's hammer at the end of Iron Man two was cool, you know. Um you know I, for a while I, I did like the postcard scenes. It's, it's getting to a point where they're just expected and like it's like who cares? I think the last one I feel like I liked a lot was the shawarma one in Avengers. It was <laughs> right. just like, and I feel like oh, that was almost the... like yeah. making fun yeah, of it was, the you know? idea of post Um Now you're just like, well, whatever, right? But this one was just I didn't like this one because I didn't like it on a couple of story levels. Like, so Brie Larson and Tom Hiddleston seem like so amazed by this idea that there's, and it's like, well, you've all you just were on an island with like tons of monsters. You shouldn't be like you're, their reaction just seemed weird. Yeah, to they be, seemed like, like they
3: were amazed by the
1: yeah, yeah the fact that there's like maybe more monsters, and then also just thinking like. So, it, it felt weird to me to say, so, like, Godzilla's already fought King Ghidorah? Like, that's not going to be something you show us for, like, the first time? You know what I mean? like That's an interesting question. I didn't yeah. think about that. Yeah, because it
0: shows them fighting. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, I guess if they're going back to, like, these things being, like, centuries old, I mean... But then again, whatever. some of these post-credit scenes may not be even canon. Oh, yeah. Like, Marvel does that all the time. Well, yeah, like, so they have like, yeah. a post-credit scene, and then, like, it doesn't make sense once the next movie comes yeah. out. I think
3: the main thing is they're just telling you they're 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 going to be in the next
0: films yeah. at some point. I mean, my, my thing, and this is kind of how I judge the Marvel ones too, is like, they're always kind of lame because they're really just like, here's like the tiniest tease yeah. of what to expect. And then, but then like, you know, as a fan, you're like, oh, well, that's kind of underwhelming. I sat through all these credits. But then like, I kind of have to check myself and realize these scenes aren't made for like us. Like, like the movies, they're made for everybody. So like, People that don't follow this sh- shit all the time, like, they they don't know that they're going to go there
1: for a sequel. And, I mean, same with the Avengers. But the people... Stuff. Here's the thing, though. Here's the problem with that logic. Not problem. I mean, the the people who don't know that that's where they're going are also the people who would watch that post-credits scene and not know what those drawings even are. <laughs> like, anyone yeah. who knows what those drawings are already know that the next movie is, like, Godzilla 2 yeah. and then Godzilla vs. King well, Kong. Well, kind of like... Like, they know it, yeah. you
0: know. Well, kind of so. like the Avengers one, like...
1: When Thanos turns yeah. around, no one knows what
0: that means except yeah. for people that already know Marvel. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. That's weird. They've almost gotten to a point where they're, they're uh, They're unnecessary. Yeah. It's almost gotten to a point where they
1: don't service right the general public or the fans. Yeah.
0: And uh, I don't know. I think they just need to, I
1: don't know if that, that post credits mm-hmm. would only make sense of it. If I felt like they were actually, the point of it was that they were, they were recruiting Hiddleston and Brie Larson to join Monarch. Yeah. But, I'm sure that's not the case because I don't think they, they would see have, have in this... aged like four Yeah, we're not going to see anything in this time period again. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. Probably not, I wouldn't think. Really. Yeah. yeah. Unless they do like a flashback or yeah. something. But yeah, that's, that's weird. I mean, I, I think it served its purpose. The purpose of a post-credit scene. And if I didn't have the internet or whatever, uh, I would, I probably would have shit myself, if <laughs> I didn't know that that's where they yeah. were going. But, um, I'm be
1: surprised it wasn't a stronger connection to Godzilla, like, showing us a young version of Ken Watanabe's character. Or yeah, something. yeah. That would have been cooler. Yeah. Or just showing us Godzilla in
3: general. Or maybe, yeah. like,
1: a de-aged Wat- Wat- Watanabe comes into the room, or,
0: or something just- like that. I know, that's what I said. But, I do that a lot. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I mean, that Skull Island, I mean, I was satisfied with it. Um. <sighs> This is where the two of you might disagree with me, but I'm really struggling as to w- if I liked it more than Godzilla. I'm not struggling at all. I feel yeah, like there's definitely I, better. I feel Godzilla. like the strengths of one are the weaknesses of the other. But okay, but, but you can but, say that, but there's but that doesn't like, mean it's half but, and half. But like,
3: but, what strengths it, What strengths does it does Godzilla have that that Skull Island? I just not. feel
0: like the monsters are more important. Godzilla, in a way. At least the movie treats them as more important. Maybe Godzilla. I don't think it treats the Mudos all that special. Nah, yeah. I,
3: skull, I think the Mudos suck, honestly. Yeah, oh, not, God, I don't man. think they're that
0: great. The Mudo, I will say the Mudos had more personality than the Skullcrawlers. No, no. I mean, you see the part where the two reunite and they almost kind of kiss. So that, and that then, means and that then, personality. And then you see the they, part. They, and, they and, they then, and then you see the reaction of the mother when the eggs are destroyed. Like, you don't get any. Thing like Did that? you see the reaction like the of the
3: skull crawler skull when it was feeding itself and like eating people?
0: That's not That's it not was, like... It uh, was famished. Trev, help! I don't agree with you. I don't think <laughs> it was that great. Well, this is an unfair fight, so I'm going to eject myself.
1: <laughs> You're like Kong fighting the two T-Rexes <laughs> and Peter Jackson.
2: Uh...
0: <laughs> I'm going to eject myself from this because I
3: disagree. I, b- before, before you... So you have to rank it against Pacific Rim and Godzilla 2014.
0: For me, Pac Rim is gonna be hard really hard for any of the any of these to beat. I, I feel like it's the what best What about
1: you. That's a good question because Pac Rim is a film I, I liked like when I saw it and it's kinda like fallen a bit for me. Like I'm not super into it now. It's not that I dislike it, I'm just not like that engaged and invested with it anymore. Um I think Pac Rim does the best at world building. Out see, of all yeah, I'd agree with that. Argue... Maybe I like this as much as Pac Rim, but like I like different things about both. Yeah, see, you I know? think
3: I think you can argue that Pacific Rim does things better that Skull Island struggles with, which is world building specifically. But I don't think you can say that really about Godzilla. The only thing that Godzilla did was it had the massive buildup. But I thought the fights in Godzilla were kind of lame at
0: the end. I disagree. I thought the fights in Godzilla were disappointing. Honestly, that I'm telling. Trev made fun of me earlier, but that man, that when he. Let's jaw open, breathe. Godzilla fire down has like that, two, that is one of the best. It, it is, but that
3: one moment can't uh-huh. save
0: like Ford being a
3: retard the entire. Movie. Well, I mean, well, you're
0: talking about the monster fights. I thought the Godzilla, the, the, but, but or
3: like I thought the fight at the end of the Godzilla was. But great. like or like just Godzilla kind of just getting like shit canned. I mean, Pacific the, I, the I Battle of
0: Hong Kong and Pacific Rim bitch slaps both of these movies. So I don't agree with that. either. <laughs> I don't agree with that, that either. That battle I do, Hong and Kong I like Pacific amazing.
3: Rim. I would go. So for me, I would go Skull Island, Pacific Rim. Way down at the bottom would be fourteen. Pack Rim way up high.
1: I might do. I might. I, I might echo your your <laughs> ranking, Matt. I might actually think Skull Island is like maybe a little bit more fun in the moment. It it's always, just fun. It doesn't feel as long and bloated as Pack Rim too. Yeah. Like Pack Rim is another one where I'm like man, you could definitely cut some stuff out of that. Like I do like Idris Elba
3: still the best character like out of all the movies. Like he's my favorite. Oh, Mako Mori, dude. Nah, Idris Elba. Michael is mean, awesome. Like I'm not yeah, on What about
0: Tendo Choi? No, I
3: don't
0: know who that is. This is not Clifton Collins Jr. Oh, okay, no. no. Pacific Rim has better character names than...
2: Well, yeah, maybe in a well, movie. Raleigh. Yeah.
0: Hercules Hansen, Stacker Pentecost. Those are names. Stacker Pentecost is, is just an awesome <laughs> name. Yeah. Um, okay, so... I feel like I have this prepared. Matt, you probably have it somewhat prepared. Trev, you probably... We'll, we'll get we'll him have, like. He'll, he'll think about yeah, it. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll get do years we'll like there. Okay, there's what? There's this. One, two, three, I four. I think it's eight. Is it eight? Five, six. Wait, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah. So eight. eight Kong movies. Yeah. All together. Go down the line. Best to worst. You should. I think you should go first. Okay. You should go first because you said you had it prepared. I'm going like, to do. I'm going to go. All right. 33. Uh, <laughs> versus. 33. Class of its own. 33. It's, it's like Godzilla. The first Godzilla is in a class of its own. So, 33 with, like, a big square around it. And then two I would do versus Godzilla. Then Escapes. Then, as of right now, Skull Island. Um, and then I'm gonna do... This is this is the, the struggle I have, is I can't go Son of Kong or Jackson. I really have a hard time. They're kind of even to me. But for now, just to make sense of all this and get through it I'm going to say Son of Kong Kong 05 and then in its own separate thing way at the bottom I'm going to do <laughs> King Kong lives and then Kong 76 that's fair Yeah. yeah. I-, I think you're next alright he's still he's, the gears are turning
3: right. I, can, I can see him thinking uh, yeah King Kong way up top
2: <clears throat>
3: um, King Kong escapes uh, King Kong versus Godzilla, Skull Island, uh, Congo Five, Son of Kong, and then King Kong Lives, <laughs> and then Seventy Six.
1: I'm. Sorry. Well, can I can I eject Son of Kong from my because I don't remember it at all. I mean, yeah, I saw can, it when I was can, young, you can, but I don't can, remember. I can't. I, I couldn't fairly put it in because I saw it when I was young and That's never fair. And and it.
0: technically, King Kong isn't actually in it.
1: Yeah, I mean, so my, so 33 is probably my second favorite one. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Thirty is stupid. <laughs> no, 33 is obviously the best. And Still then, holds up. Yeah, and then for me, like, really, um, yeah, I'd say King Kong Escapes now is, like, probably my second favorite, then Versus Godzilla, then Skull Island, then 05, then um, 76, and then King Kong Lives. Okay. I like 76 more than King Kong Lives. I, I mean, I <laughs> I, I guess I'd probably rather watch Lives to like make fun of it, but I gotta I gotta acknowledge that as bad as Seventy Six is, I think it's still a better movie. than yeah. King
0: Kong. I, I I do think it's a better movie, but I'd rather go with the dumb camp. I of just, Lives. Yeah. And, I, I mean I'd prefer not to watch either. Really. Yeah, I <laughs> know.
3: I watch Lives over Seventy Six all day.
1: Um, I mean Seventy Six, man. Jessica Lang. Well, she's, she's looking good.
2: <laughs> I'm not gonna lie there.
1: Um. No offense, Linda Hamilton.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh do you have a, a fa- who's your who who's the hottest Kong?
2: Oh, girl? Naomi Watts. Okay.
0: <laughs> Are you kidding me?
1: <laughs> yeah. Naomi Watts. Yeah. She still looks good too. Mm-hmm. So. I mean Bree Larson is very I mean Bree Larson is we're getting very like uh, oh, what's who's the hottest boy? <laughs> We're like, turning into Kong. <laughs> 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 who's the hottest white girl? <laughs> um, Actually, here's a,
2: here's a better them.
1: question. Though. Here's a better question that's not as sexist as your question, Bert, <laughs> that we foolishly went along with. <laughs> who's the, out of the whole Kong series, Kong franchise, who's your favorite human character?
0: I like the charisma and enthusiasm of the original Carl Denham. Yeah. I think he's just a lot of fun. Uh, he's he's clearly doing the wrong thing, but unlike in like the Jackson version, you never feel that he's like malicious. And uh, I just think it's just a really charismatic performance. Doctor Who is awesome too.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go Doctor Who. Doctor Who. Yeah, that's a good one. I would say Doctor Who or or Danim. I don't think. Yeah, either one of those two are pretty awesome. So mine's Jimmy.
2: <laughs> Kongo
1: five. Yeah. you've been reading <laughs> yeah. too many books <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's too much adventure for you uh no it's it's denim of yeah. course yeah yeah denim denim is
3: i think the best character doctor who was just like psycho yeah
0: fun tidbit john goodman's character
1: is dressed like the original denim mm-hmm. in this movie
2: Speaking
1: like, but honestly though, as i think about it though after denim it might be samuel jackson's character yeah samuel jackson ha- is, is a fun character i do like the peter jackson version of Anne. oh yeah that. I, do. I, I guess she, that she I do. is good yeah she's great yeah. um i really do i do love that scene where she's trying to entertain kong yeah, like, he like, yeah. he's
3: like smacking her down and yeah.
1: Laughing. yeah 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 uh the jackson version of Anne is definitely awesome
0: um speaking of john goodman we should mention that him and brie larson did a movie together at one point but they never actually were in a scene together for some reason, John Goodman went through this production going as long as he could without actually meeting her. Like, intentionally,
3: right? That yeah. was that was his thing?
0: Yeah. 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 He's a weirdo. I don't know. Who does that?
3: He's a strange guy.
0: <laughs> this is the first skinny John Goodman movie, too.
3: I love John Goodman, though. He's great in everything. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Great in Cloverfield Lane. I still have not seen that.
3: Oh, what a shock. <laughs>
0: yeah. But, um, but that Offerman
3: thing, man, I've seen that, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> like, it's... Uh... Ooh, what's a good, how many, ooh, what's a good, like, scale? How many, uh, how many,
3: like, skull crusher throwing up people heads? Call I don't, I don't crawlers, know. man? You can't even get I, the name right. Dude, I never get names right. That's my thing. How many, like, downed
0: helicopters? <laughs> that's too, that's too bland. <laughs> how many mass graves <laughs> do, you, do you give this out of five?
1: ah <sighs> I feel like Trev has to go first. <laughs> no, three. Three out of five. That's,
0: that's, a, that's a solid that's, three out of five. Yeah, that's a yeah. solid rating, I would mm-hmm. say. Mm. Um. I'm going to go four. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to, like, Godzilla 2014, that was a four, and now it's kind of slid down to a three and a half. Maybe this will happen, but I, I'm i going to go a four. The nerd in me sa- is a four. Uh, Like, critically, ooh, eh. Critically, I would say it's you a know, three it's, it's more like a three, but I mean, yeah. for for being a Kong fan, it, it's it's a good it's a four for me. Um, so well, I guess I'm the critic of the bunch. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> well, you're 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 bringing an outside perspective. It's appreciated, you know. Um, so that's Kong Skull Island. Uh, go go check it out. Um, I mean, anyone that's listening to this. Especially if you're one of those Godzilla fans, it's like, duh, I'm only going because it's a Godzilla connection at the end. It's like, dude, just watch it. It's good. And watch because, King Kong hey,
1: hey, you, whoever that was, this is way better than Godzilla 14.
0: Yeah. It it is. Is. I'm not going to go there. It, it is. You know, you know what? Listen to Bird.
1: <laughs> uh, this so, actually, like I, was, like, I wasn't huge on the film, but I'd say, like, this reinvigorated me into the MonsterVerse than 14. Had, you know, and, like, after 14, I was like, I don't care about the rest of this but after this I'm like okay yeah I guess there's potential here yeah. because at least they seem to have found a better tone. And I know and now um, the fact that you know um, Mike Doherty's doing it yeah, I know too. I know you like I mean I feel I love, like everyone I should
0: love Doherty, should, yeah. should like him a lot. Yeah. And I mean um, I feel like if if 2014 was kind of like a test run um, do you feel more confident that I mean I guess the biggest the big criticism about 2014 is that it's a dry You feel more confident now that, you know, the future movies are going to have a little bit more spunk to it. Yeah, I
1: think that this, that's what this proves. It's almost like this is like when, um, this is like what Batman V Superman should have been. Right. Yeah. Like this is like the proper reaction to like the, the the (laughs) fan reaction to the first film. Right. Um, You know, like you said, there's kind of negatives like they maybe they overcompensate in some areas, but still they listened to criticism and they did the right thing for the most part Mm -hmm. instead of doubling down on what people didn't like about the first one. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. uh,
0: Warner Brothers. I mean, if if you got any legendary guys like Mm -hmm. picking up their checks or something at the office,
1: maybe pull them in. uh, Although, by like, I mean, I'm sure you guys have already noticed, and we everyone will have figured this out. But by presenting such a version of a a version of Kong that's like explicitly said to be a hero in the film and like you know, someone who protects people, and then also giving us a version of Godzilla already that's that. We now know that like it's King Kong versus Godzilla is clearly going to be like they fight in the first act and then
3: real then they're going to team up.
1: they'll team up. I mean, then I
0: it'll be against like King Ghidorah. I think it has to. There's going to be a big bad that's going to come in and and that's fine with me. You know, I'm sure some fanboys. are
1: like, like, so how much are you guys like? Is your are your heads going to explode when you finally see like King Kong fight Ghidorah?
0: That would uh, yeah. That's going to be. be, Great to see him interact with, you know, the Toho monsters. You know, it's what Toho never had the money to do, and, you know, I'm, I'm cool with that. They, they were trying to get him in to destroy all monsters, but they, their rights to Kong had expired by then, you know? So, no, I mean, good on him, and, uh, yeah, I mean, this, this is, like, one of those things that without... T- I think most producers, you know, you're trying to develop a, a crossover movie at one studio, and the studio says no where most producers would have just been like okay never mind but thomas tall's like no i want to see this happen and you know that's what we're getting so props there um so that's been our whole kong uh rundown i think next you can expect us to get it there's a lot going on in april too um but i think we're going to round out the month with some power rangers stuff because that's coming up um we have probably the worst idea we've ever had uh, for for our first <laughs> April episode. Oh um, man! It's gonna be and then a lot of fun. April, yeah. we we want to do our episode about the uh, the poll we did, the results of our our ranking poll. There's gonna be some surprises too, actually. Yeah, um, and Colossal comes out in April, um, and we also have an interview that we're trying to set up. So yeah, a lot of stuff going on, and um, you can catch me and Trev on "If It Bleeds, We Can Kill It." You can catch Trev on. Days of Future podcast, if you're an X-Men fan. And uh, Matt is doing some something that I don't know how much interest anyone listening <laughs> will have, but it's out there. It'll be, it, out, there it'll be out there at, there at, at some
3: point. Well, that's what
0: it um, thanks for joining us, and it's been a, an exciting ride. And um, yeah, Godzilla 2, uh, I think we're ready. All
2: right.
0: Trev, thanks for joining us. Thank you. All right. Oh, and um, Mystery Science Theater comes back in April, too. Yep. A lot going on. Uh, It's a good time to be
2: a fan, so (coughs) goodbye, everybody. See ya.